This is why when I'm recording, I normally have the lights off in this room. <laughs> yeah, this beam of light behind your head. <laughs> you got some serious Jesus vibes there, Jesse. Jesse, I gotta get, I get, I get my sunglasses off. <laughs> right? Yes. So yeah, it's, as as I was mentioning, or you guys knew that I was with the Nintendo Dads actually before, or Nintendo Pals before this, because uh, they were recording and streaming their show about E3, and so I I hope I got out a lot of my stuff there, so I don't take up any of your guys' time, but I definitely want to hear, you know, those things like you guys were saying, you know, what you what you were looking forward to and disappointments, which. I mean, you mentioned the Square Enix thing, and Jesse, we all know Jesse's disappointment in that, just from his roller coaster of, uh, yay, we're getting one through six Final Fantasies, and no, it's only coming to uh, Steam and mobile. <laughs> so, but I did see some other streamers as well who had the same sentiment, so it's a shared sentiment uh, with a lot of fans, so that was a disappointment. Uh, was anything else disappointing to anybody as well, like that that I can think of? I wouldn't say it was disappointing, but the Nintendo presentation to me was just a miss because there wasn't much there for me personally. What were um, you hoping for? What were you looking to get out of that? I don't, I don't know. I didn't really have any. I had low expectations. I <laughs> uh, hope low expectations, I but no, I just satisfy those. I, oh, exactly, man. but I mean, it was just one of those deals. It's like a lot of the stuff there just is not for me. I'm not a big Metroid guy. All you Metroid fans, about time you got something. Um, <laughs> the only thing that the only thing that I actually was like, oh, I might actually get that. Uh, well, would probably be actually, believe it or not, the new Mario Party. And the only reason is is because I saw it has the greatest board ever for Mario Party on it, and that's uh, Peach's birthday cake. Because you, mm. if any of y'all remember how you would have to plant a, a piranha plant, and people land on it and you steal their stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. It just there just wasn't much. Is, is that the one where they take the, a slice of the cake and like move you to the, another section of the board? Am I remembering that right? I think so. I haven't played, and I used to drink a lot yeah, of these when we played in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. But yeah, I mean, but just, that is just I don't know. There's a lot of the Japanese anime stuff. I just like Shin Megami Tensei. I knew nothing about. Uh, Everyone, I know it's got a cult following. A lot of people like Donga Rampa, if I pronounce that correctly. I knew nothing about that. It's just... I, I just know, learned about that series this year, so... I've heard about it. I don't know what it is. I know it's, like, really dark, but they're just... I don't know. Well, I've fallen I, off Smash. I fell off Smash before I fell off Animal Crossing. That's how long that's been. I um, take but, that back. I learned about the series before, because, Jesse, you talked about it a lot. Donga Rampa stuff. So, you're on mute. I can't hear you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I brought up Danganronpa when uh, World's End Club was announced, right? Because they're made by the same team. I remember that before, but didn't you talk about it before in previous years? It would have been year one or year two. It's been a while since I tried okay. playing that on the Vita, and it never got far. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, but I get it. Yeah, this stuff is. Yeah, don't know about much of that either. Elevator Pitch is basically like a visual novel, but like, like kind of like Ace, Ace Attorney, so you can make choices and you can have lose conditions. And you're, you're basically stuck in a high school where you have to commit a murder and not get caught. So 
you know, you lose if you die. You lose if you kill someone and get caught. And so that's the goal is to commit a murder and not get caught. Because if you get caught, you'll die. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. And that, sounds that, like, that, sounds that, like another that, game. Totally wild. Right, that, 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 <laughs> that black and white bear named Monokuma is the uh, your host running the show. Is he in every one of the games? I think so. I've never played. I haven't played two or three, but I think he's a constant, kind of like Pers- per- Persona and Igor. Mm. He's always there. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never played Shin Megami Tensei, but that seemed. I like started off and like this is just normal like high school, and then it's like got weirder and weirder and then they no, showed the it's... gameplay i'm like ah this seems pretty cool I, all i know is it's it's really hard but that's actually where your persona actually spawned off from if i understand correctly yeah persona is a spin-off of smt oh really and yeah smt started in the super nintendo era uh pers- the first persona game i think was ps1 so yeah so they're both old franchises <laughs> Yeah, when was the first uh, U.S. release for Shin Megami Tensei? It was after Persona, wasn't it? Uh, I know the first spinoff that hit North America was Jack Brothers on the Virtual on the Virtual. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's the one, the one I, I, game I don't have. <laughs> I think Shin Megami... Uh, I think Shin Megami Tensei 3 had a PS something release. Two? I think it was PS2? like PS2, yeah. So I think it was after. It's funny because you know all these spinoffs generate from that series, but we didn't actually get the series till way later. Yeah, and then Persona One was, I think, was PS1, and then was ported to PSP. Yeah, maybe. I think it was end of, end of PS1 life cycle. Yeah, I tried playing the first two Personas. I couldn't get into them, but I, I, I like. I've played them all since you know from three and up. Three, four, and five. Did you really like the last one they did a lot? Persona Five. Oh yeah. Yeah, I tried it, and I mean the gameplay was fun, but good grief, the like talking and the chit chat and the text and the chit chat and the text. And the yeah, that that's that's part of the yes. part of the series. I mean, the menus. Because I need, I know you need some story arc and stuff like that. And you need some conversation material. Because yeah, like, it, part of Persona, in addition to the dungeons, it's also. Yeah time management because you have so many time slots in a day yeah. you know after school or on weekends if there's no school you yeah. can spend time with your friends you can grind up in a dungeon yeah. or you can proceed with your main quest and if you don't if you don't meet a deadline in your main quest by end date you get yeah. a game over my problem was and I don't want to take away from your fun of playing that game but my problem was I was like playing at night and I was reading so much that's how much reading in that game i was reading so much i was falling asleep playing. <laughs> i've had that happen before yeah that's when you know to move on to something else yeah but don't play me then or just don't do it at two yeah. in the morning no I'm not, i wasn't doing it two in the morning no god knows those days are behind me <laughs> what there's no more marathoning till 6 a.m no uh that was warcraft no <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, Matt, sorry, we kind of went off on the other games there, but from your spinning off from there, we go back to anything else about the Nintendo Direct you were talking about there? Um, no, I'm just trying to think my 
I'm in a brain fart. Um, yeah, like I said, there just wasn't a whole lot I got excited about. And actually, I was actually getting bored during the Nintendo presentation. When you're getting bored, it just kind of, eh. And that's, that's okay. It happened. Like I love I said, this. I, I know it wasn't for me. I'm not going to sit there and say it yeah. stunk. It just wasn't for me. That's what I love about having everybody's different perspectives about this. Because obviously there's some of us who were like, oh, this is great. And then there's uh, some others that were disappointed. So... And and I want to learn about you know what was disappointing about that for like what you were saying and maybe others too. And probably the person yeah. who said it best is I had the same sentiment that Sean Capri had on his how he felt about it on you know, on Nintendo Drive. Yeah. Everything he said is exactly how I felt about it. Okay. I could still listen to that one, so that's interesting. Okay. John, yeah, the, uh, the Smash uh, reveals like I wish they would keep the reveal to like the cinematic and then like just a little bit of gameplay they do like a small deep dive in the direct that i think they could leave out because you know that sakurai is going to do his own thing a couple weeks later probably could have fit like another couple games in that segment i mean it was like a good five minutes that they talked about the fighter afterwards and uh yeah i didn't need to know about the 20 different moves that he did yeah like, yeah i was like you know what i mean he's got like, more, that's, more that's moves cool. than anybody like how many how many different kicks and, and punches can you really do but uh, I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, all the kicks. That, I think the only other really thing that uh, I was disappointed with was uh, that the Advance Wars was not a new Advance Wars. I wanted something new. I'll, I'll buy this game and play the old ones, but I already own them and uh, have played through them several times, owned them several places. They've all been on virtual console and things like that, so... Well, I was kind of hoping we would get a new one. This hopefully will bring a new audience in, though, too, so that it, it yeah. deserves that sequel that you're looking for for those people, new people who aren't familiar with it. Because, granted, they haven't had a new Advanced Wars game in a while. So, well, I like that but at the same time, we haven't had a new Metroid in 19 years, and they give us a new Metroid. True. Very true. Any, any follow up to it, you know, no re releases of any of the other <laughs> games or anything. Like, here's a new one. You know, we've had a we've had an Advance Wars, at least well, I think almost all the Advance Wars have came out since Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good point. Very I good think point. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there on uh, on the note about uh, Advance Wars, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say when I saw that come up on the direct, I was super excited. I was real excited. Um, I got memories of playing the original Advance Wars. Um, I had a copy of Black Hole Rising with me when I went to uh, went to my army training, and then later when I deployed to Afghanistan, it you know brought a little uh, little library of GBA games with me because I couldn't play StarCraft in the in the hooch back you know yeah over over there, but. Uh, in any case, you know, it was it was really nice to see a title like that come back. And something that I've always wondered is, what if team that brought us Fire Emblem Three Houses gave Advance Wars that kind of treatment? Like, what if, what if, like, what if you know the right team was there to, you know, flesh out. A you know a bigger 
a bigger project, a bigger, you know, experiment in tactics and story and was, uh, was that Bandai? That. Um, Jesse? Um, I don't think... Remember? Which one? For Three Did Houses? Didn't Bandai, didn't Namco help out with Three Houses? I don't know. Or was it... Uh, it was somebody uh -oh. else. It wasn't it wasn't intelligent systems 100%. They had intelligence systems they only had employees. and Koi Tecmo. Tecmo, that's right. I was sick of it. So there you go. If they would just hand that over and have somebody else kind of help them out, they could probably do the same thing. Well, they did give it to Way Forward, and maybe Way Forward's learning something from this, and maybe they could do something with it too, with a new, with a yeah. new, you know, version, uh, continuing on the series. The only thing with me about the Advance yeah. Wars is I've never had a portable system, and as someone who's never played and has only heard about it, as for the art direction they picked for the remake, it doesn't look good. It it really looks like a mobile game, and as for someone who's never played one, that's can be a big turnoff. The general yeah, it art is for me. The the key art is still relatively similar to how it was on the GBA. They just kind of made them three yeah, D cleaned it up. Polished it a little bit, but yeah, but they 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 all it always was like an anime ish series. Okay, I, I like it's kind of never played it. Touch. Okay, yeah, because I've never played the game either. This is I'm, I'm new to the series, and then hear Marty talk about it on the show about like make this you know be the if you like Fire Emblem, you need to go play this because this is gonna be like this is like uh, a tier above Fire Emblem, and I'm like, oh really? Oh. That's more of this. That's the ta tactic side of it. Yes, yeah. the tactic yeah. side. Like, Roger's favorite game of all time is Advanced Wars Two, so he is really excited for this game. Definitely don't let the graphics steer you away. Um, give it a shot, regardless, because the gameplay is phenomenal. So, how does it compare if you could talk to the Sega dads to uh, Shining Force and Shining Force Two in terms of the strategy? That's honestly, to be honest, that's probably the only strategy game I've played outside of getting my butt kicked in. Uh, Wargroove. This is going to be more like Wargroove okay. than those games, for sure. Okay. Well, like I said, I couldn't bring StarCraft with me over to Afghanistan, so it was it was good enough. That's awesome. Advanced Wars, good enough. I, yeah, I'm excited to jump in for the first time on that one too. I uh, I skipped I like a bunch that. of handheld. Yeah. I like that box quote. Good, good enough. <laughs> that, didn't Drew coin that? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's funny. Yes, yeah, so I, I didn't have a GBA, so yeah, I'm excited to give this one a try. It looks like fun, and, and you know, I kind of agree with you with the the art style. Seems you know, uh, take it or leave it, kind of. But I, I've heard so many good things about the game that I'm kind of setting that aside and just going to give it a go. You know. Yeah, uh, I also never owned a GBA until after the DS launched. I almost kind of wonder if they were scared to change the graphic style too much to try to still connect with the older audiences that already played it, because it does look pretty spot on to the to the GBA just cleaned up. Uh, Chris HL in our chat says uh, 94 says he was not excited about E3 either. He, he can't join us right now because he's, you know, half, he says he's half watching a movie with his wife, but he wanted to let us know <laughs> that he, he also was not excited about E3 either. So, 
Yeah, uh, if the movie's not any good, you can just go and say, oh, honey, I'll be back, and <laughs> just come join it. She wouldn't know any different. She'd fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I'll man, he'll be in trouble if she yeah. finds out. Yeah, no, there's no, I've yeah, that there's no worse aggro than wife aggro. Especially now with this video record of it. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so uh, I, I definitely can see... I saw a lot of those things uh, mentioned about it maybe looking like a mobile game as well. So um, it, I found that very interesting. But it, again, I'm more, I am familiar with the series, so maybe that's why it didn't look that way to me. Um, yep. So anything else, Matt, that you were going to mention about the E3? No, because I'll be honest, the only three I watched were that Xbox and Square Enix. And yeah, X, I can say Xbox. And it pretty much killed it this year, especially with the mini fridge at the end. So <laughs> the mini fridge did it. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of want one. I just don't have any place to put it. I actually could use one to put down here to keep my tasty beverages, and so it fit right here next to my desk. But I have a feeling this thing's going to be like you, there's only make like fifteen hundred of them. It's going to be three hundred dollars. I'm not paying three hundred dollars for a fridge. Sorry. Yeah. We'll see what they do with it. that. Oh, I did yeah. order that uh, custom colored controller earlier today. Oh, did you make one? Yeah, I, it, uh, Tim made uh, like a color palette based on our avatars. And I took what he gave me and I tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. The only thing I did recently is, on a side note, I did order my physical copy of Zombies Eat My Neighbors today. Because that, that's, if you don't order it by pretty much midnight Eastern, Sunday, you, you can't get it. So, Was that on that one, that website that y'all listed on the uh, podcast, that, uh, whatever that? Could be? It's on limited run. Uh, they're 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 releasing physical. It's on. They have the digital version out, but it's uh, zombies ate my neighbors and ghoul and ghoul patrol. If I can spit it out right. Um, but they're releasing for the PS4, the Switch, the Genesis, or the SNES. So. And it, the limited runs only letting you order it, the physical copy until this Sunday. That's why it's limited run. Well, yeah, it's a very, thought, very small they, window. They announced that they're going to put some out in uh, Best Buy because sometimes they have a partnership with Best Buy. It'll have a different cover, and those will be limited as well. But it's like if you guaranteed to want one, you have to pre-order it now. And I think it's okay. for the standard, just the game. It's like thirty-five bucks. I think it's thirty-four ninety-nine, and it's like five, roughly five bucks for shipping. And then they have like a collector's pack. It's like a hundred. There's one that's like four hundred and fifty dollars. I think it has like all four physical versions and like a whole bunch of whole bunch of crap with it so yeah, it's I, the first time in a while from them before and i was gonna say i thought they gave me like a bigger window because i've ordered the castlevania from them and it, i thought there was like a huge might window. depend on the game it depends yeah. on the game and they're they're working with lucas arts so oh yeah man, lucas arts uh, back, don't forget so yeah that might be the twist because i know double dragon's got a big window for like order time through them and so I was like man that's a tight window they're giving you for that game it's like five days or something like that it feels like yeah I think you're getting basically getting you're getting this weekend if if I if I got my dates correct I want to say it was until this Sunday watch me be wrong if I'm wrong someone in chat correct me the chat likes to um actually yeah it says July 18th It is a Sunday. Today's when it went on sale. It's today, but I think it's only good. I think you only have until the twenty, the twentieth to order. 
Unless it's unless I'm on unless it was like July yeah, and I missed it. Yeah, the standard edition says July eighteenth. Well that's is... when it went on sale, that's today. No, today's June eighteenth. July that's why. Okay. See, I'm wrong. <laughs> See, June, July too many J months. <laughs> How dare they be adjacent to each other? Oh. No, I, just, I blame it's Caesar yeah, for that one. Too. Like, come on. It's just proof. No, you can blame very good beer there. Gregory for that one. Because he he modified the Julian calendar. Oh, at the, uh, I, just throwing oh. that out there. Hey, I'm Orthodox. I know all about different calendars. Nothing though. at all. The uh, for anyone that wants to know, nice. the collectors is also it all on the 18th of July is when they close. Oh, I'm wrong. I lied. Thank yeah, you. They, I was gonna, they haven't really done really tight windows in a, quite a while. It's been open pre-orders uh, for at least a month for the last, I don't know, six months or so. Okay. I'll admit, this is the first time I've ever ordered anything from them. You don't, I, so. This is the first time for me for Castlevania. How does that work? Like, Do you get an email when they say, like, okay, we'll start making your game now? Or does it just show up one day? I think just... I don't know. All Be I know prepared is to wait, like, says, six months. Yeah, it oh, says... Okay. It'll take four to six months or something in the email yeah. I got when I did the order. All right, so don't call I, us. I ordered we'll call you. when right. Shantae was available last year. I ordered the Game Boy Color reprint as a standard edition and as a collector's edition, so I'm getting two copies. And if you order more than one item, they don't ship out anything until everything's done. So if you, you, if you go to the pages every once in a while, you'll see a status. So, like, I would go to the, sh the standard edition Shantae page, and it says, these are being manufactured now, or these have manufacturers completed, we're currently packing. You know, the, 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 when it gets to a certain status point, that's when it's ready to ship. The standard editions are ready to ship, but the collector's editions is still getting manufactured. So I have, I have to wait until both are done before they'll ship, ship to me. Good grief. I'm sorry, I, I can't imagine waiting, you know, four to it's six hard. months for <laughs> a game. Yeah, it's... I, I think it was it, like September or October. It takes real intestinal fortitude. <laughs> I waited well, almost a year for my pre-ordered my first game ever. Kind of like a Kickstarter. I, I just, Except for this a month ago, no, less no risk here. Last month, I pre-ordered for the first time um, the Switch version of East Nine Monstrum Nox. Now I know that's like I don't know, maybe not not like the biggest banger of a game to come to Switch. I mean, it's only coming after like a year or so being on PS4 and whatever, but I'm a, I'm a longtime fan of the E series and I am super stoked for this game. But this was my first time ever pre-ordering something and I just can't, just, I just can't stand the wait. <laughs> and the, the demo that, the, that they give you is, is like, they give you 10 minutes to explore two different battlefields and and that's it it's like it's like pre-ordering a steak dinner and getting like a bite or two at a time <laughs> like oh my gosh i want this 
<laughs> Give me the whole steak dinner. <laughs> I said that was your first pre-order. You said. Oh no. Maybe that's just me. Okay. I've pre-ordered yeah. stuff from Limited Run and then forgot, and then like it'll just show up in the mail one day. Yeah. No, it's, uh, that's usually how it goes, right? That's, it waits so long. That's probably the best way to do it. At least you got a 10-minute demo, because I, you know, I, I'm in the same boat right now. I've, I've been in other situations like you, but uh, this particular moment with Metroid Dread and getting that pre-ordered and not having any oh, type of demo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, oh, oh. I got to wait till October. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not it's after name. Yeah. I can relate. I can relate 100%. And by the way, I enjoyed watching you and the other guys lose your minds when <laughs> that got announced. I mean, that was, that was a real treat, Tim. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was, hey, that was a treat for me, too. The, I normally don't get Roger excited, but I think that was the most excited I've ever gotten for a, an announcement. Yeah, I didn't have to yell into a pillow, but uh, I was close. I had a pillow near me, but uh... <laughs> D twenty sama. Yes, it was D yeah D twenty sama. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was definitely exciting to see. Just um, I don't know about anybody else here. What about you guys? Uh, you guys obviously saw my excitement for it, but what about you guys in regards to uh, Metroid Dread? Um, I know Matt, you said that you. You're not a Metroid fan, so it didn't do much for you. But anybody else here, in regards to Metroid Dread? Oh, this is another one where I, I'm oh, just excited I to try out the series. I've played uh, some Super Metroid, but um, have had like no real exposure to, to Metroid over the years. So, to say before, like I, I haven't had any of the handheld systems for the most part, except the Fat Boy Game Boy, and then. The second half of the 3DS, I came back in. Oh, like a, a bunch of those games. Um, love the way the the graphics looked. The suit, her suit looked just so cool. I, I love that, that yes. color combo. Yeah. It just looks so awesome. Um, that's why I'm kind of upset I wasn't able to get one of those Meebo pre-orders. But you know, I guess nice. I'll live. But um, the, the the gameplay looked really fun and like smooth and. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, I've oh, played yeah. some um, Metroidvanias, like Axiom Verge, a other. So I'm, like, interested to dive into the, the genre a little bit more and, and to go with a game that looks so cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to try it out. Nice. And a, a game that uh, Metroidvanias is kind of built from, right? So that's cool. Exactly. Uh, real quick, I guess uh, Rob Yapel has gifted a couple of... Uh, uh, subscriptions to the Nintendo Dads community, so it says two two in the channel. So he gave one to Caffeinated Diabetic, and uh, maybe to himself. Uh, I don't know, but that's pretty cool. Thank you very much for that, Rob. That was very kind of you. Um, it's very cool to see that because we don't get to see that too often around here. But that's it's an honor for you to do that for the community. Thank you very much. So. And Chris says, I played a little Samus Returns on 3DS and liked that. So, considering that Mercury Steam is behind this this uh, sequel, Metroid Dread, and they did the Samus Returns game, uh, it's something to look forward to. Or maybe not so much if you didn't like the Samus Returns game. I know, Jesse, you said you didn't like the uh, parry system in Samus Returns. 
Um, but you started going back to playing it though, so it changed your mind on that at all? It's growing on me. I think what's against trash, it isn't bad. I think like when you're up against bosses, that's when it gets annoying. Okay. Yeah, I hope they. Because, you know, if if you miss, you take a hell of a lot of damage. Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> they've improved on it. Yes. It does look like there's some signs there too when they were showing it at the treehouse, but uh, but because they had some time, maybe they've improved on it too. So. Yeah, for me, um, I was glad to finally see a Metroid come to the scene. I feel like it just been getting tossed and tossed around and not really showing much love. I mean, they put a lot of Samus in Smash. And I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, they act like, they like saying, hey, you know, she's still around. She exists. That's about it. And <laughs> I'm just waiting for a game to finally come around. And I've got so much nostalgia for that game because I grew up with the OG uh, Nintendo. And uh, nice. I mean, I played a ton of the original Metroid growing up and um, have so much fond childhood memories of that game. So I've got, like I say, a lot of nostalgia attached to it. So I was really wanting. Nintendo to like show some love, bring uh, Metroid back into the fold, and like give us some game of a new Metroid on the Switch. And so I was glad to finally see it come around and find for them to release something. So yeah, I was definitely excited when I saw uh, saw the video and stuff. And I mean, I saw in the uh, you know the Discord chat when uh, I saw bubbles popping up about stuff being released and saw Metroid game coming out. I mean, I was like you know uh, really stoked. I mean, I am. Um, drop some four-letter words in an excited fashion out loud <laughs> when I saw that come through. Because I was really, it's like, yes, 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 finally, finally. And, uh... Nice. Yeah, so... And I was, uh... I was doing everything I could to get everybody in the Discord that, uh... You know, whenever, uh... Daniel called me from GameStop, and, you know, he told me about, like, the sale they were doing. Yes. And I was, like, trying to help everybody I could in Discord to get that, wanted to get that the special edition and get the Amiibos to get it. And um, just like this is like so so awesome, and I'm glad to see on the tail end of it, the love that is still out there in the in the world for it, and I mean the world because of like you know the sales that it showed internationally on Amazon. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so the fan base is still out there, and um, they are all, not only out there, but there's still a lot of hunger for that series, and so hopefully Nintendo will see that. And be like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, there's still, we got a strong fan base still out there for this game and for this IP. So maybe we should start, you know, shuffling it some more attention. Yeah, there's that definitely that potential there. Because um, obviously we got a trilogy in the Prime series and then obviously four coming out as well in the Prime series. Uh, but the 2D, 19 years, right? Is, 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 did I get that right? 19? So, yeah. Um, for a new one, not not Fusion a remake. Two thousand two. Yeah, so that is that is something else, and it this does tie it a bow on that series, which is something else, to, something to be said as well. So, um, which will be interesting and see how they they do that, how they end the series, and also maybe too soon to talk about this, but after we see how they tie this up, where is it going to go from here? Uh, obviously, we got the Prime series still going, but. Whereas the 2D games go to in that, and I've and I mentioned this too before with the Mercury Steam guys um, doing this, they pitched a Metroid game to Nintendo first 
to before they even started working on uh, Samus Returns. It was Nintendo that said, no, let's first work on, you know, this Samus Returns first. Um, and who knows, maybe also this as well, because Mercury Steam is helping Nintendo with this development. So maybe part of the deal was to, for Mercury Steam to do their story, they have to tie up these stories or at least show Nintendo that they can do the work. So, and this is all speculation on my part, but just that's what I'm just curious about, especially since they did come pitch something. What is that something I'm really curious about? Was it a fusion sequel? Maybe it was. Or was it a whole new story? Who knows? That's, again, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm all about the lore, I guess, if you will, in regards to Metroid, uh, as well as another series that we'll be talking about soon. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, anybody else in regards to Metroid? Uh, yeah, thanks, Solo. You're the reason why I got my Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the yeah, man on the ground. I, I wanted uh, that that second playthrough of Samus Returns that I started yesterday. I am now officially, I guess, I started on Wednesday. But I'm I'm past where I was stuck the first time. Good. So, oh, and I thought you would have played that game back on the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, I, could, I, yeah. I tried and couldn't play that one. That was the only Metroid game I couldn't play. I actually played that one on the Game Boy. That that was one of uh, the earlier Metroid. I didn't beat that one. So it was not one I beat. One of the the first Metroid game I beat was Fusion. Um, so I've told. I think I told uh, John and Dan this story when we did the Metroid episode for them. Um, but it was the Fusion and the Prime games were the reason why I really got into Metroid. Because um, they came out in the same year. The same, Essentially the same day, you know, a day apart. Um, but I really dug the handheld version because I was able to play that some more. But then the Prime game itself was a lot of fun. And that really got me into the story and the lore and then so, so on and so forth with the Prime trilogy. And, um, but... Pinball is truly my number one Metroid game. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that pinball game. <laughs> you never beat the original Metroid? What's that? I said you never beat the original Metroid? I did, but not... Well, okay, oh, let me let me say this. I beat it in the Zero Mission form, not the original Metroid form. Well, break out that, break out that uh, NES Mini or the Switch Online, and there you go. I, I don't need to... I don't need to go over maps. I, I did zero mission. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> oh, you need to do it like I did it, like old school. Blow into the cartridge, put it into the NES. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure when I played the original NES, I used like the like really early Nintendo Power subscribers got this big black book of yes. just game maps. That book. I. Uh, that's how I got through Metroid, how, how I got through Zelda 2, how I got through Kid Icarus. Yep. That's how and I draw your own maps? I did draw my own maps for Zelda at one point. I don't... I wish I still had them, but... Uh, and then there are some... Depending on the game, I will draw draw a map, but it's not something I like to do. I never drew maps with Kid Icarus, but I will tell you how, how many times I wanted to throw some at TV because of Eggplant <laughs> Wizards. Good God. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and it's, in order to find the hospital to cure yourself, you needed the map for that area. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. 
yep. someone else bummed in the late 90s when uh, Metroid 2 didn't get a DX version. Kind of um, hoping they would. Kind of like uh, Link's Awakening got a DX that was in color. I don't think it occurred to me that that would have been a possibility. <laughs> I found Metroid 2, I found it easier than Metroid 1. I remember that because I was like, God, oh, this is nothing like as, like as ruling as Metroid 1 was. <laughs> and I still think if I went back and I played the original Metroid to this day, I think I would still get like heart palpitations when I would get near the mother brain and those Metroid would come flying in at me. Like, I mean, to this day, I think it still like would traumatize me. Because I remember even as a kid playing that, and I was just like, oh, I would still panic. See you later, Matt. I know he's already dropped, but he had to go oh, to another. Yeah. He had to go to another podcast. So, okay. um, but, yeah. Yeah, those things. God, those things would freak me out when they would come flying in at me and stuff like that. And that's what I think they're playing on too with the dread, right? Is that that. Uh, thriller aspect or the chase aspect yeah. of it you know the dread <laughs> yeah cause then, then the original one too didn't you with the mother brain didn't you have to keep breaking the glass cause if you didn't like you didn't stay on it the glass would reform around her oh around mother brain yeah um right I don't think it did but uh, like on the way to mother brain you had a shadow of these smaller tubes or something those did regen yeah, up until the was. point that's when you was, yeah. but once you did break them they stayed broken oh okay I thought it was but bad. yeah but they, 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 while they, before they were dead they did have a regen okay but yeah Tim that uh the trailer really caught my attention for sure the suspense and the greeniness of it and you know what is this you know machine coming at her like yeah, yes it, it, was, it was exciting for someone who's like me, who's not even a Metroid fan, it's definitely caught my attention. Yeah, that one I'm I'm looking forward to getting immersed in that as well. It sounds like that would be a good one with the sounds. When I was watching the Treehouse, when they did both sessions on it, you could hear the sounds from Emmy, you know, chasing and and looking for Samus throughout. Um, and so there's very there's some noise cues that you can hear, and then you also have to keep an eye on the map. Which I was actually getting frustrated with the lady who was playing, and she'd just run into the eyesight of Emmy uh, and get caught and have to run away and stuff like that. I don't know if she was doing it on purpose, but every time she did, it was like, it's there on the map. <laughs> the red light, if you get in the, in the eyesight, it's there. How do you keep running into it? <laughs> but it's well, my frustration also is probably just because I couldn't play it myself. So, uh, But I do appreciate that there was a lot of info there. And again, I want to learn more about the the lore and everything, so I'm excited about it. And I'm I'm, I'm excited for people who haven't played it. I hope there's some good. Uh, uh, it looked like there would be some good, uh, like, what do you call it? Uh, prologue or prelogue or epilogue or whatever to the to the uh, to the story to kind of catch people up who never played these games before or at least haven't played it in 19 years, <laughs> you know, to be able to refresh the story on some things. Uh, or if we're lucky, maybe, you know, in late August or September, we get um, a NSO drop for Game Boy Advance games or something to where we would get Zero Mission and Fusion and uh, stuff like that. I think I heard there would be like a little prologue chapter of just story dump of what... You happened in the first three 
Okay. For, yeah, for four games. Yeah. Last time on Metroid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That would well, be funny. Baby. Five guy, five games if you include other M. Yep. That was a that was a point five halfway story. <laughs> and I hope that game, this game, I hope it does do that to some effect for the for the non fan base or the people that are just coming into this like to this IP series that are like you know kind of like oh this is a very cool game you know I don't know much about Metroid but this looks pretty sweet I want to play it that you know they can uh, it's not like a um, they don't feel lost like you know this is a good game but you know I really don't know anything about this character I don't know anything about the story but you know it's a it was a fun game you know that it's not like that, that they don't feel like they're being on the outside looking in yeah playing the game. I want them to feel you know kind of like I oh, agree yeah, you know I can enjoy the conversation just as much as someone who's played Metroid games through and through before. Yes. And who knows what Nintendo could be doing up to that point as well. Because they, mm -hmm. uh, you guys were bringing up Kid Icarus, right? They did a lot of the cartoon stuff before yeah. or during when Kid Icarus was out, right? To kind of fill in some story gaps there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, what, who knows if they would do that again on the Switch like they used to do with the 3D little movie clips that they did on the 3DS. <laughs> Uh, Nefrendo says, I remember Metroid 2 on Game Boy being more linear than the first as well, is what he said. So, and it, it must, Jesse, it looks like you said it looks like that way in, uh, in Returns. This, they kind of kept the same linearness. Oh, you're muted, Jesse, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I typed a reply. I said that this is what I've noticed so far with Metroid Returns. But there are areas that I haven't yet been able to access, so I presume there'll be a reason for me to go back to the start. It just hasn't happened yet. Okay. But I literally went to the starting area, area one, area two, and haven't been able to go back yet. From what I can remember, most of the stuff you go back for in Samus Returns is just like extra energy tanks and things like that. I don't remember having to go back to get a weapon upgrade to move on to the next area it's, it's pretty linear as far as that goes that makes sense interesting and i just thought of something too when you guys were mentioning that uh that i was reminded in dread that they pointed out a lot that you're actually starting out from the bottom of the map and working working your way up this time as opposed to a lot of the other metroids where you're starting up and you're working your way down and then you gotta hurry up and make your way up to get out of there when it was blowing up in some cases. <laughs> so you always start on a surface and work your way down into a cave or something. Yes. Yeah. Alright, so let's I could talk about Metroid for hours. We did a lot of that on uh, the Retrologic show, but uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Zelda side of things. You know, without prolonging it any further, we did get, you know, the last part of the... And we'll certainly touch on anything else in E3, but I figured let's get the Zelda stuff out of the way. Um, you know, this this little game that you guys heard of, right? Zelda, Legend of Zelda series, right? Well, that was... A, we got a little little bit of uh, some news on that in regards to the, that being the last section of the, um, of the Direct. Now, when they announced that, uh, what were your guys' feelings when you watched it either live or with us or afterwards when they said, okay, this is the last section of our presentation and then they go into it and then Hyrule Warriors is the first thing they showed. 
What was your thoughts on that first thing they showed where you're like, oh crap, they better not end on this? Or was it like, okay, Hyrule Warriors, get that out of the way, what's next? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that one? Well, then they did the game and watch. Yeah. So it was, it was like yeah. the one thing, one thing, yeah. one thing. I was like, we're never going to get there. <laughs> right. It was just like a big ramp up, right? It's like, yes. come on, where's the climax finally, right? But um, yeah, I, I 100% in Hyrule Warriors and, you know, the the, uh, the nunchuck looking thing, the, the new weapon and being a guardian looks pretty cool. Yeah. But but uh, personally, I'm done with that game. Um, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, all right, you know, cool. I knew it was coming out. Great that we got some more details, but like, all right, what, what's next? Like, come on, <laughs> move to move to the side, please. Like, yes, Hyrule Warriors DLC, not... nice. Okay, now go, go, go. What's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, that's like me. I actually forgot. I uh, I uh, pre-ordered the expansion packs for Calamity. And then, like, I went to go, like, start. I'm like, God, I gotta finish that game. I gotta finish it. And I, like, went to go open it up. And I'm like, sweet. When did I get this guardian sword and this, like, guardian outfit and everything? And I'm like, oh, okay. And I look, and I'm like, I've been billed for, like, a, uh, a uh, expansion pack. And uh, so I'm like, well, and that spurred me to, like, say, well, I gotta finish this game. So actually, I finished it, actually, this evening. Oh, nice. Uh, beat, yeah, I finally beat the nice. game. And finished it out. And, um,. And so, yeah, so I was like, well, I need to wrap this up, put a bow on it, because I know uh, there's like, you know, I've got the other one coming out here, like in like a couple of weeks, and I'm going to be on that one. So, you know, I got to like, much like what you were just saying, I'm like, you know, I got to get this one and put this one on the shelf so I can get ready for the next one. <laughs> right. I did have a cool plot twist at the end. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I haven't beaten it yet, so. Yeah, I haven't beaten that oh, one yet. You haven't taken yours out of the wrapper yet, have you? I have. I have, oh, yes. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I just haven't played much of it because other things, you know, it's like, for me it's bad because it's like, it's like, ooh, this is cool. A oh, squirrel, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something shiny comes along, I start playing it. So, and like I said, World End Club has been holding my attention right now and I got to get back to that as well. So, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, if. Uh, without any spoilers, you said there was a cool twist at the end. Do you th does it tie into? Well, obviously it ties into Breath of the Wild because that's what this is kind of like a prequel, right? So, um, do you think it's fans be, of the of the story would need to see this? It's going to be interesting to see if they do try to tie the two together. Okay. Yeah. How how the the direction that it goes, it kind of makes you wonder if like it's not. A alternate ending to okay. you know, so it's, it's definitely something that's going to be interesting. We'll touch on that in a minute when we get to the end of the direct here. But uh, go, uh, so we get the Hyrule Warriors GLC, then they pull out the um, I think they touched on Skyward Sword a little bit too, or was that after they touched on the pocket thing? I can't I can't remember which one was first, but they were both in the middle there. Yeah, so they pull. Well, let's let's start about the the. We'll talk about the game and watch. So, what did you guys think about the game and watch being pulled out there? I like the uh, game and watch. Really I didn't think the Mario one. But I, I'm glad they didn't end it with that. <laughs> Here's the game and watch. Good night. <laughs> I've already bought it. If that says anything. Yes. Yeah. Same here. Pre-ordered. Yes, I've got mine pre-ordered too. Yep. Yep. What sold you on that uh, game and watch? Was it just there was a game and watch, or was it 
there was three games on it or there was a specific games on it what what sold you on the game of watch uh, yeah, the interactive clock okay <laughs> i like the color scheme and i'm a zelda fanboy i'm always uh team zelda over team mario any day of the week and nice unfortunately i feel like nintendo will back mario 10 times before they back zelda any day of the week okay all right anybody else yeah, I'm gonna buy anything that anything that has Zelda on it. I'm gonna buy it. So, uh, <laughs> so right. yeah, this is this is cool. Like, sign me up. I, uh, you know, Link's Awakening is probably one of my favorite Zeldas. So, okay, you know, yeah, play that and then perform, I think would be cool. But uh, yeah, it, it just is like, all right, well, they're not, they don't seem to be doing anything else for the 35th anniversary. So I'll. I'll eat your sad cake with you, I guess. And I'll buy it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm like, in my case, it was just... Like, how are you? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying there. Like, about the sad cake. I'm like, yeah, but like Nintendo will back Mario before they back Zelda. Like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Because it was, you know, a game and watch. Just, you know, it's probably something I want to buy, put it on the shelf and never touch. But it's just something, you know, a collectible. Yeah. It, I have a theory that if you do want this one, I would probably go ahead and pre-order because I don't think they're going to make near as many uh, after what happened to the Mario ones. Like everywhere still, and like you, I mean, in stores like was that supposed to be done in March? You know? <laughs> I was thinking the <laughs> they're, same thing. They're everywhere, yeah, they're everywhere. So these ones will probably be like half the the. I mean, pretty going to make less because it's Zelda, not Mario. I think they're going to make even less because of what happened with the real ones. Yeah, the. Uh, I'm just wondering how people are. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was just going to say I'm 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 curious as to what people are going to do to hack into it. <laughs> I mean, like uh, they did with the uh, the Mario game and watch. I've, I've I've seen you know screenshots of them like running Doom on the old Mario. I want that one. Thing. I want to run you Doom know, on the McClock. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if it's the exact same method. It does it did require some hard modding? Yeah, basically they can get it to run any game that could run on the S would be able to run on that. But it's like it's actually gutting out the old ROM and one, so it's not like. So it is. Your it is a hard mod. Oh. Yeah, it only came with hard drive space for what they intended it for, for the most part, right? Right. Or if there's extra storage unused, the operating the the house in the system knows to not. So you can't just throw it up there and expect it to work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the uh, Zelda um, um, Link's, Awakening, Link's Awakening also sold me on it as well. So uh, when I saw that, it was like, okay, so there's one and there's two. And I was probably going to get it anyways, even with if it was just one on it or and two on it. And then when they said Link's Awakening, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> so, because that was definitely one that I have nostalgia for as well. That's probably hooked me. She touches the four by three. Yeah, we kept it the one by one. Maybe there's something that'll adjust it on there. 
Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah, if you do it on our settings. Yeah, we don't have anything to judge off of because of the Game Boy game on the Mario one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just fixing some of the auto here. It's jumping on. Tell me that was a separate that they didn't put uh, Mario Land on the Super Mario one. Yeah, now that you mention it, kind of why they didn't. Maybe it wouldn't be you know, shelves right now. Going, if they would put that on there. on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the Zelda Game & Watch, I would have rather maybe like the Oracle game or something like that, because I've never played those yeah. ones. Say, I, whenever I understand they... the, the rationale for the classic. Whatever, they, they kind of like help after two and like pause, and they're like, oh, wait, there's one more game on this. And I was like, there's no way they're putting uh, Link to the Past on here. You know, that's too much. There's not, I don't think there's enough. Yeah, there's not enough buttons. Yeah, I know. And then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! There is another another game they could put on here," and they did. Kind of wondering if maybe the the Game Boy emulator if wasn't ready, so they couldn't do it for Mario, or they just made maybe didn't think of it until Zelda. I don't know. Could be. But they would definitely need a, need a second emulator because the same emulator. Should, won't be able to run both sets of ROMs. No. So then after that... Maybe this is how they're going to test the waters for, you know, test the waters for um, Nintendo Switch yep. Online Game Boy. So that's a bad test. Game Boy Classic. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's like EA saying, you better buy this, <clears throat> this FIFA second generation legacy edition because if you don't we'll, we'll we'll assume you don't want to buy any more EA games I'm like no we want to buy EA games we just want, we want to buy the good ones <laughs> yeah. not your leftovers right this, this is like Dan telling us all to buy five copies of Advance Wars <laughs> right definitely so uh, we got the game and watch coming to kind of help celebrate i guess the the 35th anniversary because that's what you basically said we don't have much to celebrate it with but we do have this and that was the game and watch so are you guys disappointed that they didn't, aren't doing as much with the 35th anniversary as they said or are you guys satisfied with what they've done so far um me personally i'm being a zelda fanboy i mean i'm yeah, I'm disappointed. Be straightforward, yeah. I mean, I, I was also hoping more. for more. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I expected more. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> me, I feel like, is their attitude. It's yeah. about as much as I expect that they would release for it. Like, I they were going to do, you know, even half of what they did from... Just because I never do. You know, Mario always takes precedence over their anniversary Yeah, I think the timing of Skyward Sword is really telling too, unfortunately. You know, with middle middle of the summer, there's just not much room on side of that for uh, Zelda games. Personally, those are more than, than Mario. You know, I can throw a Mario game in two, two weeks or whatever. But Zelda, I feel like, just has a lot more teeth. And as much as I love it, 
probably not want to play a Zelda game, and my next game is probably not going to be another Zelda game. So I just don't think there was, unfortunately. So am I disappointed that there wasn't something else other than a Game & Watch? Yeah, but I kind of knew it was coming. There still might be one more thing they could do. You know, we might get another random smaller Zelda game like holiday time because that, that slot still hasn't been filled. Zelda yeah. 2 remake. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy cool. three copies. Show your support. Do your yes. part. Do your part. <laughs> nice. So that oh. then leads us into uh, Skyward Sword, a little bit of that, uh, or we were led into one or the other. I can't remember either, but we are, you know, obviously they got Skyward Sword coming up. But I did want to bring that up because, um, well, well, we'll talk about this in a minute. But going from that, we also get into the Breath of the Wild to uh, teaser, I'll call it, you know. So we got to watch that. It was 30 seconds of some wonderful footage. And um, we got to see a lot with it crammed into that 30 seconds that uh, a potential gameplay of what you can do with the, the new skills you're going to get. What are your guys' thoughts on what you guys saw there? I just want to know why Link's arm got all jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the story? You know what I thought that, like, is, Does he have like a like a robot arm like like Luke got after Empire? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a it's a crossover with Mega Man. You didn't catch that? It's guardian I, guardian oh, arm. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> I thought of the uh, movie uh what was that? An anime movie, Princess uh, Manoke, I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah Manoke. Yeah, yeah. That was yes. what I thought. I like, oh wow, they're taking from that movie. Yes. Now both my teenagers actually picked up on that. That they uh, they saw that and they said, yeah, that's just like just like the hero in Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Now they just need like a huge like elk type deal. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, I didn't make that yeah. reference. And she uses the bow and arrow, so there you go. <laughs> well, Everett, we know that there's a lot of companies that have a lot of respect for Ghibli Studios, so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some influences there. So, um, But one of the things that jumped out to me, and I'm sure a lot of you, was the scene where we see Link in the sky falling down, just like Skyward Sword. And that's why I wanted to bring that back to that in regards to that, is how much, or I'll say this, they there's a reason why, and they said this from the beginning, why they're re-releasing Skyward Sword to us, right? There's something there that he said, if you're a, f a fan of Breath of the Wild, you're gonna wanna play this when they brought it out. So when they brought it out, there's like, there's something there that we got to know about, right? So, and maybe this also ties into the Hyrule Warriors type of thing. Uh, and then there's also speculation from people who are like, see what they saw in the trailer um, of the condition that Zelda, uh, Link was in when he was falling, as far as what he looked like uh, compared to what he looks like in Skyward Sword. Obviously, two different generations. Um, but that there's tie-ins and stuff so for me this excites me a lot because i'm i'm all about the lore and this is what excites me about metroid as well 
is seeing the lore, how it all ties together, um, how people even talk about how it ties together. I get excited about that. And again, that's why I always hope that Dark Horse and Nintendo come out with a Metroid book like they did with the Hyrule um, book that they did. So, um, so that's why I'm excited to... I don't know if I'll have time to be able to finish it, but there's all these games in regards to Zelda that I want to be able to finish so I can get that uh, lore. <laughs> that lore. So uh, I want I want to learn more. What do you guys think in regards to that? What are you expecting out of this this connection with Skyward Sword to the Breath of the Wild 2? Well, I know they're, they still call it the sequel to Breath of the Wild, right? And they're not they're being very coy with the uh, the actual subtitle. If it's not Return to Skyloft, Breath of the Wild too, you know, <laughs> yeah. like come on, that that's that's kind of what hit with me. I was like, wow, look at this, like you know, whatever it's it is in the sky, like maybe like a you know debris of Skyloft that's like broken up up there that you're gonna go to, or, or you know, it seemed that at least the castle is getting lifted up out of the ground. So, so there's that, lo- but the yeah, loft man, wing strikes uh, back. <laughs> That's it. I like that. I think we could see a return of the uh, Loftwing. I think the Amiibo is kind of a uh, could be a hint of that. Is it, you know, is it a tell? Yeah, it could be. You know, they're they're like, well, it, it does it does one thing in Skyward Sword, but they don't say that. Uh, you know, there's nothing that's saying that, that that Amiibo won't function and do something in Breath of the Wild too. It's gonna drop more stuff from the sky. I'm gonna be. Rude. It's gonna drop more stuff. That, you better have that amiibo. Or you're not gonna be able to go do the sky levels. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the only, only way. way you can summon the Loftwing. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's where you get you can get the bird in Breath of the Wild too. So here's some. The, uh, yeah. The the scene of Link falling from the you know free falling from the sky there just and how he looked it was almost like he was Robin Williams coming out of the Jumanji board game. <laughs> it's like long hair. He <laughs> right. looks like he's just like savage clothes <laughs> right uh, I've so, actually seen pictures of I've seen pictures of people have been posting having fun with that photoshopping and they actually yes. have the uh, the Fortnite bus yes I saw that jumping out of the Fortnite bus <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny uh, so Mecha Dragon's in the chat as well and he's mentioned a few things about one he's disappointed that it's terrible they had an entire orchestra from the last anniversary apparently He's upset that, you know, we had that last time and nothing like that this time around. And then um, Ian Barry's Skyward Sword has to have something else bundled in with it. Wishful thinking would be Twilight Princess. Uh, we know there's nothing else bundled with it right now. So, uh, And then Mecca's back to saying this game's going to be called Skyward Sword 2. You watch. <laughs> and then he also said maybe Fi will come back. Maybe we'll see that character in this. In the in the sequel to Breath of the Wild, well, that would be interesting. This is as long as she thing. doesn't complain that your batteries are wearing out. Yeah, <laughs> as I say, technically she's kind of a part of every game, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> very true. She just doesn't have a voice. <laughs> very true. I did like one of the theories, though. I have heard out there that was kind of referenced earlier about like um, Ganon kind of becoming a good guy. In a way, and uh, uh, I, I I heard something along those lines. Not necessarily him like becoming that. good, 
but story he is like he could be your yeah, maybe he was at one okay. well yeah, I, I heard that one before like, like he could be your, your companion for this game at least yeah if you've played Arkham Knight for a time Bruce has a in his head. if you haven't played it I'm not going to spoil it but yeah, you know, that's kind of like the same thing going on here. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I kind of would like that. You know, I would dig that kind of a story twist and story arc to where, like, you know, it's like it kind of like not necessarily like your friend, but for a while, y'all kind of are like on the same path toward the same for a while. I mean, me, uh, I'm hoping for a more robust story because Breath of the Wild had kind of one of the lightest Zelda stories of any game almost. There's almost no like simplistic the story. They I think they did that on purpose. You know, they're trying to get it it was yeah. almost all, a reboot of sorts. But all of the stories were in flashback as opposed to in real time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just there's no you it's know, more they like built your the huge, your story. Yeah, they, they built this huge sprawling world and, and there's hardly anybody to talk to in it. So I hope the, the new game has more story and more, you know, focus on the area. They kind of build some more stuff to it. Yeah. I think we could do a whole episode or a whole dinner table around the lore of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going to have to study up and bring it back. <laughs> and then we'll do one for Metroid as well. There. <laughs> so it's amazing though how Breath of the Wild still has legs. I mean, people to this day are still playing that, and you can go and watch YouTube videos of people how they're like discovering things in it, discovering new tricks in it and stuff. I mean, how long that game has been out? I mean, it's just testimony how much of a uh, masterpiece that game is, though. So Nintendo Skyrim will never die. Exactly. <laughs> on and on and on and on. The only difference is Nintendo will just release it once. That's all they have to do. Yeah, that's it. Right. Un un unlike Skyrim. Yes. It, they don't have to release it on your refrigerator. You get more sales. <laughs> all right. So after we got to see that 30 second clip uh, and understood that was coming out in 2022 is what we got to see as the year. What do you guys think in that time frame? Do you think we're gonna see it at the beginning of 2022 or the end of 2022 as a holiday uh, holiday game? I'm thinking it's gonna be a holiday release. Holiday release possibly to coincide with the new Switch model if we get one. Okay. I, th I think they want it to be earlier, but we'll just have to see how things pan out. Is it just it having a 2022 release date? I don't think they're quite ready for it yet. And they didn't seem too confident that 2020, they said they're aiming yeah. for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Yeah. The whole aiming <laughs> language, yeah, makes me think if we get it by holiday, that's maybe best case in scenario, unfortunately. Could it be a situation? But, um, Go ahead. I'm going to say I'm trying to keep my expectations low. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be disappointed. Right. I said, could it be a situation that the game could be ready 
for like because uh, I was thinking about this earlier today the game could be ready by like March of 2022 but they have like expansion material they won't have with it but they want to finish that still so that pushes the game back further into 2022 because they don't release the game until the expansion material is ready to be released also so that stuff stays on a timeline or is that not how programming I mean, manufacturing works they, they can release game before the expansion material is done oh yeah they did i mean last time i don't believe they had the expansion material ready when they really did not all okay yeah nintendo is usually good not working on a tlc content until after the game's launched because you know that has that puts a bad taste in people's mouth i don't remember the game but there was a there was a 3ds i think from capcom early on and it in its cycle where they had day one DLC that was it was literally already on the it just needed a flag to unlock it and so that that, no that's it I can't remember I know what game you're talking about but I can't remember what it was yeah so you know Nintendo's usually been careful about you know they'll, they'll say we have a roadmap and this is what we're planning but they usually don't start Early, yeah. You know, other than early planning of the other major coding until after the game's launched, that's why we, you know, it's six to twelve to eighteen months later before we see it. If it goes to like a hold holiday, that carrot out just far enough. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, if it goes to the holiday of twenty twenty two, then how long have we been getting teasers and trailers, teasers, teasers and trailers for the game? Then would that be like? Two and a half years. Well, we've yeah, been nineteen, right? We've been sitting on that. that yeah, we've been sitting on that first trailer for a while because uh, they haven't been sharing anything after that, uh, other than we're still working on it. <laughs> they but they haven't shown anything more. Prime Four has been four years since we saw the title. Yeah. Uh, until now, until this E3, where we did get to see more footage in, uh, with the game. So, thankfully, it looks like we're closer because they did show something. Um, but, again, 2022, what does that mean? Uh, although, one example, I think, uh, when I was in the Nintendo Pals, they mentioned... Um, one example is the uh, Pokemon game that they mentioned was coming out in 2022, early 2022. And then, what, a week or two later, they dropped it to be January. You know, it was like January 2022. They gave it more specific month for the 3D one. So, which is very interesting. So, but that, again, that's Pokemon Company doing that too. So, it's a little bit different, I suppose. Um, but it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It, you know, 2022, I'm hoping we get something like maybe a title at the game award show this year um and that will i think tell us how far along we are if we don't get anything at all then that will probably scare us to think that okay it's probably later 2022 <laughs> yeah i agree if we see a title it'll probably yeah. be marchish if we it'll be later yeah i think if nothing giving us the year sort of it it lets Nintendo make sure that they have enough wiggle room to try to 
you know, let the programmers do their thing, you know, stitch everything together, you know, make sure that the T cross, the I are dotted, um, just to make sure. So oh, and, that and, and, they don't, and uh, they don't rush. Yeah, and they'll delay if it needs to. We look at Animal Crossing. That was originally a 19 game and got delayed into 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, you know, and it <clears throat> a lot of companies going crunch and, you know, bad PR. Nintendo's notorious in doing crunch and giving, giving them the breathing room. We're starting to hear that more smaller studios. So I the so hopefully we start hearing that from the bigger ones too. <laughs> yes. And maybe there's a possibility. Back when I was... Go ahead, Vin. Um, I was just going to say back when I uh, was in uh, military public affairs, are we, uh, depending on the situation, we would either, you know, go with maximum disco disclosure, minimum delay, um, that was usually whenever something bad happened. But, you know, if it's something that, you know, that we wanted to sort of just keep uh, keep on, you know, on on people's minds, you know, minimum disclosure, maximum delay. Did you see what I what I I mean by yeah. that sort of as a, you know, general rule of thumb of try, of setting a timeline for sharing what uh what information you have so far on the project i i looked it up jesse it was uh capcom put out uh street fighter x tekken with with fighters on the disc that you had to pay for mm. when the game released I believe Dragon well in chat but that's what it was. So they were already on the disc when they sold it, but you had to pay the DLC price that it ordered on them. Which is really sketchy. Yeah, that's well. Well, they did say, uh, uh, the president of Nintendo did say that, uh, that when someone asked about the chip shortages, um, you know, how it's affecting Nintendo, they did say that the chip shortages is affecting their plans. I, I, know, I know I'm not quoting him exactly what he said, but it, essentially he was saying that the chip shortages are impacting what Nintendo's plans are. So with that being said, could it be that we are supposed to get a Super Switch, I'll call it, or like Jesse likes to call it, the Mark IV, right? Um, three. Three, sorry, so the Mark III. So, um, that the reason why they can't launch or they're hoping for 2022 launch is that they're also hoping to tie this with a Super Switch launch. I know this is going to drive Sam crazy because Sam wants us to drop the Super Switch talk, but I can't do it. <laughs> I got to talk about it. So, uh, but that's uh, was what I was thinking is maybe that's why they can't say when it's supposed to come out because they, it is going to tie or they want to tie the sequel to the newer version of the Switch that could potentially handle Breath of the Wild 2 better as a possibility. What do you guys think? I think it makes sense. I mean, 
I mean, my take on it is at this point, I mean, I think barely we are going to get some new version of the Switch. I mean, because I mean, I can't see for the next 10 years we having this model with this model, this Switch uh, for the next 10 years. And so that's what they're going to do. I mean, that from a marketing standpoint just sounds like disaster if you want to stay relevant in this gaming industry. And so I think a new model will come out. Um, at some point sooner rather than later and so I, mean, I could totally see them trying to like staple the new model and so this can be kind of you know this is our flagship and here's a game to enjoy on this new flagship model for you to have and I mean I agree with a lot of people I think if they're smart about it they'll make sure that it's backwards compatible for your gaming library that you currently have Otherwise, they're going to piss off a lot of their customer base and say goodbye to a lot of money coming into their pocket. I agree 110%. Because when, when the first Switch dropped, there was nothing else like it out there. I mean, Microsoft, Sony, they didn't have a dog in this new fight you know this hybrid console that you could play at home and then take with you and you know easily share and play with others and all of this you know that was what 2017 right that was 2017 now it's now it's 2021 and you know you've got Mika coming out you've got Steam and their Steam Pal that we're just now hearing about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much of a new idea anymore. And I agree that if Nintendo is going to stay relevant in this area, they're they're gonna need to, you know, they're gonna need to move and do something on this. By the way, the uh, the Amigo presentation was great. I hope we can touch on that at some point. The only thing that, uh, that I could think of is that uh, Nintendo is not going to be in any rush to move a new model out. One, because the current model still sells almost as well as it always has. Two, uh, they will always leverage their first-party game sales and titles as big you know, it's the big leverage for Nintendo. So as long as they're still making the party title that they do that sell as well as they do, I mean, Animal Crossing sold almost 30 million units in a year. Uh, if they can move that kind of stuff, why uh, why does Nintendo have to bring out a next model yet? There hasn't been a, you know, been a crisis to, to push them to. This isn't a new situation where they have to scramble to come out with the next thing they're sitting on top with almost a million use you know probably by the end of the year where the other competition hasn't even probably you know they're they're struggling in this boat with the chips to sell consoles you can't even you still can't find a playstation 5 in the store they don't even have store shelves yet so I, I as much as i i would love to have that next iteration of console i don't think there's that that mega rush to get it out there. I think Nintendo's going to sit where they're sitting now for as long as they can until they feel like they need to push it out. 
Did that happen with the Wii? Yeah, I, I agree with you, John. With the Wii, did the, the sales drop when the Wii, and that's what preempted them to come out with the Wii U? Is that what kind of like the... The, uh, the Wii, Wii sales started kind of tanking around year four. Yeah. Because, it, you know, the PS3 and the 360 was in their, you know, third third and you know fourth and fifth year as well. And you know, Wii is just starting to really show its age, only being a, a 480p system. Yeah, th this is a little bit different situation with the Switch. Uh, I, th I think that it's reaching a lot more different audiences, and it's actually relating to gamers, where the Wii was trying to sell itself as a family-only system. Mm -hmm. So, I think the timing, kind of like what Jesse said, is uh, its competition was right on its back whenever sales mm -hmm. started dropping off on the Wii. You don't have that right now with other consoles, you know, with the PS4 and, and Xbox One kind of declining. You know, they're ramping down where they're not going to support it as much, and they're going to have to start really leaning on the PS5 and Series X and S to start picking up the workload. But there just isn't enough of them out there. They're kind of they're struggling in the same sense. So you yeah. don't see them doing like a tier system then, like as far as like at any point saying, you know, well, you, we still I do. have OG, but then like we're going to have this other tier that will kind of like be targeted more toward you chaps that are more hardcore gamers and you can pay for that system and pay more of a premium price and you get more of this kind of this more premium experience. And we still have our other model out there because it's selling like hotcakes that like, you know, your average you know, Joe and Jane that comes in and just picks up a Switch, or the grandma that's picking up a Switch for the grandkids and stuff, just wants to grab. But if you're more like people like us, you know, you, you're wanting that more that that nicer, shinier. <laughs> Nintendo isn't ever really one to really play off of that, though, because all their games are really... They're not really looking to sell you a game that is shiny graphically or anything like that. They're more gameplay focused. And I guarantee you whatever they do come with is going to play everything that we play today on a Switch. It's just going to look a little bit nicer and a little bit faster. Uh, which, again, tells me that they don't have the urgency to push that out right away. They're going to wait until the time that they need to. It's kind of like their ace up their sleeve to get it out there. That's the only reason why I don't think I, I would love to have it, don't get me wrong, but I, I just don't think that it's going to come out uh, like everyone expects it to. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be uh, next year sometime. It, it might be early next year. I think it's going to. I think it's out a little ways. I think for me personally, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, agree. I think it's next year. I think developers, even game developers, have seen so many articles with game developers about how. You know, the system is starting to show us age, and this show hints as far as like, mm, I don't know if we really want to port anything to that system anymore now because it's such labor intensive. And so I say, like, yeah, I mean, it's next year would be when I would say, like, something uh, move would be. If that is happening, yeah. we're definitely not seeing it as a result right now. You're still getting tons of games coming over mm -hmm. to this from third parties. Yeah. Yeah, and like the, the whole cloud gaming thing, right? With um, was the latest example from the, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, right? Who would have thought that was going to come in, in any aspect? Obviously, well, cloud I think just enables Nintendo to keep up. Uh, the I, I, I didn't expect to see that one before the Avengers game. 
yeah, that was a, a nice surprise. And um, yeah, I, I've been trying to read in to um, some of the comments that, that Doug Bowser was making around redefining the cycle of of console gaming consoles or something to that effect i was listening to the uh the nintendo power podcast today and they had him on for review and um that that could either mean like uh this whole the three concept right it's it's just in the next iteration and in the family of switch console but i tend to more with john like you like they're not getting the pressure at this point they've got the 100 million install base you know, why mess with something good at this with all their first party games able to keep up and sell as good as they are oh and believe me uh, i'm gonna buy it my household will probably have two or three new ones but <laughs> comes out since, but um since year two or yeah, three of just, the switch yeah, it just all we hear from nintendo is that this is going to be a 10-year life cycle console you know they're like we're going to yeah. expand it out uh you don't do that by releasing your mid midterm iteration in year four. So oh, they said ten years. Uh, that's what they keep. They keep saying they want it to last double what an average no. life cycle is of consoles. Mm. Yeah. It, it, everyone, you know, I think Sony has said they wanted a ten year life cycle, and the mm -hmm. PS3 came close. I think it was like eight, but uh, yeah, yeah PS2 no did a twelve year, years. right? What was that? Uh, PS2 is like close to 12 years, I think, almost. Well, if you're counting the overlap after PS3 launched while PS2 yeah. was still in support, yeah. But, you know, most people, as soon as the PS3 is launched, PS2, they, they cut that off. You know, in terms of what the life's yeah, like. as far as, yeah, how you determine generation. Yeah. And then, you know, nor and then... Normally there is a little bit of overlap, unless you're Nintendo. As soon as soon as Switch was out, Wii U did not exist anymore. That's right, just because that was already dead before the Switch came out. Yeah. Uh, but again, though, I don't. I think the Switch is kind of on something where it's a first in the fact that right now we're not seeing the normal decrease of sales of consoles like we normally do in a console life cycle. You know, even in PS4, by year four, you were already starting to see a slowdown. You know, your your big peak was like two and three. So oh, with yeah. the Switch, it just keeps keeps going. You know, you just oh, it, yeah, I think price point big. helps too. Yeah, yeah. And the pandemic. Now, Switches were sitting on shelves like yeah. the uh, Mario Game and Watch. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. then maybe. We'd have more of an argument to push it out sooner, you know. Well, but, for a while, switches yeah, were yeah, on shelves. Every now, like in think in 2018, it was pretty easy to get one, but then, then, then 2019, 2020 happened, and yeah, it was just as hard to get a switch as it is to get a PS5. Yeah, I've seen some switch lights. Yeah, I think on back in 18, now. the game library wasn't. That's all. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna say I've, I've said I've seen a lot of switch lights on on shelves now like the targets I'm around and of all places like we were in like Belks this past weekend and they had like 10 switch lights for sale right there in Belks that you can like um so yeah I mean there's they're out there now and stuff like that so yeah. I mean, it's a BSL is number one I, I see the lights but but not the the standard console all that much 
Yeah, the I'm kind of wondering. Me, they get them in every now and then. Still, kind of wondering why they're uh, like. It doesn't seem like the lights doing as well as they wanted it to. To me, I I don't. I can't remember the last time they shared sales numbers, but I don't. I, like you guys, I see them all the time. It's been pretty consistently two for every one. You know, normal switch for every light. So yeah. you know, even from the start, that you know. I, Outside of that first launch boom, uh, that, that ratio has been pretty consistent. I, I kind of I would want, I mean I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I would like to to wonder how it compares to the 2DS to 3DS sales numbers. Like I I want to say that the 2DS sold a lot better than what the Switch Lite is selling, like ratio wise. I have those numbers. <laughs> I, I actually put compared that. So uh, of, let me find of course, 2DS two, two is being sold for seventy dollars, including Mario Kart Seven. So that, you know, that's like a pretty much like a free game. Yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. That's what I'm saying. Price point definitely is a huge factor in how this stuff works. Oh um, yeah, I, I bought three switches from my house. So trust me, I would, I would have done that had the switch been five hundred dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah. I'm seeing all the same that you guys are. There's switch lights are everywhere. My, all the retail stores around me have at least twenty on hand at all times. Uh, where the the regular switch console, there maybe two, two or three if they have one at all. Uh, and here lately, it's always the Animal Crossing one. I've been seeing more Animal Crossing switches in stores than ever, like I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> Every store in my town has them. I don't get out to Walmarts and Targets anymore like I used to, so I, I don't have that visibility. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. So, so I'm sharing some cool, numbers cool from, from the last time, from the last report, and then I put together a comparison of the Switch compared to the combination of not just the 2DS or anything like that, but just the combination of, say the Wii U and the 3DS slash 2DS, that whole family of systems there uh, to compare. Is that the numbers you were looking for, or are you looking specifically for 2DS? Yeah, I, I, I was pondering the breakdown of 2DS to 3DS sales, that ratio. The 2DS to, to 3DS? To okay. Yeah, to compare it to Switch Lite to Switch sales. Gotcha. Because towards the, it seemed like towards the end there, they were were selling that wedge like one and one like those would come in stores and they would be gone just as fast as the the 3ds yeah that might be a little bit harder to find <laughs> yeah it, the 2ds as of september 2018 so probably does not include new 2ds xl no sold uh nine point just shy of 9.7 million so the 3DS still sold a hell of a lot more. They're like, what, 68 oh, yeah. million? Uh, Including all the XLs and news and... <laughs> all eight generations of it. <laughs> I want to say this, though. I mean, we're talking about the new Switch, you know, when the new model comes, stuff like that. I mean, me having the Switch I've got right now, I remember the first time I got it, I'd like told my wife, I'm like, God, this thing is like, Nintendo's got lightning in a bottle with this thing right here. That's my exact quote that I told her. And, um, you know, like if uh, they don't come out with a new Switch for another 10 years or another 8 years, then I want to know. I'm a pretty much verbal advocate for the new Switch model to come out 
um, I'll still be happy with the Switch model that I currently have and I'll still get tons of fun out of it and still enjoy playing it just as much and I won't be irritated or angry or disappointed if it takes another five years for them to come out with a new model but um because I mean it's still I mean it's just the system that we have right now is fun and I remember I had to rub my eyes again watching the uh, footage of the uh, Life is Strange in the stream that they did because I'm like god look at the graphics on that thing yeah the Monster Hunter Rise I mean for the what it is I mean it still amazes me some of the stuff that they're able to like do with it and the graphics that they can pull off with it I'm just like man that's phenomenal and um yeah it's, it's uh, a great point it, solo and I appreciate you bringing us back down to earth <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean just saying because I mean like although I like I know I do a lot in the discord chat and I'll own it and I know I like I mean, I've said it on here a lot I mean I'm a more of an advocate for the new model needs to come and stuff like that but it's not coming from a place of me saying I'm disappointed in what I've got now or what I have right now. Yes, very true. With me. It's not that at all because I still love it. And, you know, would I ever let somebody take it from me or buy it from me? No. Uh. -uh. In fact, I mean, I thought when they come out with a new model, I'll probably keep the same one I have and I won't do any kind of trade in trade up. Yeah. And because I just I have sentimental value with the, the one I have right now. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm still playing my day one. Yep. Launch Same switch. here. I think more from Same. my point of view, I can't speak for everybody else, but for my point of view, I am speaking in regards to having a switch, a super switch is what I like to call it. So because of, uh, it's, um, I want Nintendo to compete. I'm a fan of Nintendo, so I want them to do well. I want them to, you know, I know they're not going to compete graphically with the, uh, you know ps5 and the xbox series x and s uh but they can stay close enough with an up you know what the rumors are talking about with being able to have more power behind uh behind say a wi-fi chip if they are going to do more cloud games they're going to have to enhance that wi-fi chip um if the achilles heel of the switch or have ethernet in the dock or have Ethernet if you want to have it docked, yes. Uh, or, um, or do what they were talking about with um, uh, a bigger screen. You know, just a little bit, just little things like that. It doesn't have to have much else other than those little things that have been rumored about. Um, so that's why I promote that myself. Is like I really am hoping for that. Just like we've seen before. Uh, iteration of a new uh, handheld although it is a you know hybrid so uh, but we have to also keep in mind that it is a different market because of it is a hybrid this is new for them it isn't like the typical handhelds they had before and it's not like the typical councils home councils they had before so how do they approach it the reason why I think a lot of us speculate that they are going to do a third level or, uh, of the Switch is because they are fans of Apple. They've said that. Uh, and who knows if they've made game plans to say, yes, we are going to come out with the hardware. Uh, the only thing we can use is what's been said and what, uh, what, what Nintendo's history is. And we can speculate on that. And that's another reason why I, I like hope for a iteration. The other thing, too, is um, I look at the history with Breath of the Wild, the first one. Uh, 
when we had rumors of the NX and even Nintendo saying, yes, they are working on an NX and we knew Breath of the Wild was coming out, whatever the t name of it was, and we kept getting, you know, the the little bits and pieces that we did at that time. They did delay it here and there, but they never said why until we learned that was because they were delaying it possibly for the alignment to come out with the Switch. Right? Even though they did bring it out both for the Wii U and the Switch, it was still... It was kept being delayed, kept being delayed, and then, oh, it's coming out with the Switch as well as you can still play it on the Wii U. So that's another aspect of it that I look at to think, are they also delaying this to come out with, it'll be on the Switch and maybe the Switch Super Switch, or the game will allow you to play it on both. So those are just some of the thoughts I have when I think of this stuff, and it's, but definitely, I don't like you were saying solo is I don't need it to re I, I'm not disappointed in what I have it's just I want to see Nintendo compete and I want to be able to play those games that are coming out uh, beyond what this current switch probably could handle yeah I, mean, I agree with the Wi-Fi chip yeah because I do speed <laughs> test with this little app that it has on there or whatever and yes. I'm just like oof yeah, I'm like, please <laughs> Speaking of, uh, speaking of Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, here's a little retrologic tip for you guys. If you own a new copy, don't open it because it's, it's starting its climb already. It's up to about $160 right now for a sealed Wii U Breath of the Wild. Uh, too late. Mine's already wow. opened. <laughs> but it's still in the box. on the Wii U. Yeah. We still have our copy because uh, Sam didn't have a Switch at the time and he wanted to play it, so we got him that for his birthday. Uh, but yeah, I bought a uh, clearance copy at Best Buy for twenty-five bucks. Nice. When they were, when they were clearancing them all out. Is it unopened? Yeah, no, mine's sealed. Nice. I, I knew this day would come. Yeah. And I had no no reason to open it because I already have a Switch. I knew this day would come. <laughs> This day will come. Is that why everything behind you is sealed right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of them that are open too, but oh, okay. uh, I was looking at the ones that I Evos that are sealed and everything. Yeah, yeah no, I, like, I got some open ones. I say, like, crack uh, those seals, let them breathe. <laughs> Usually, if I want to open them, I'll buy two. But, oh, okay. I didn't have the space to to keep mine closed. I had to open them all so I could put them on the shelf. <laughs> Or in a storage box, because uh, I bought a special Amiibo storage box, and now I got too many Amiibos, they won't fit in there anyway, so. <laughs> but we actually got a lot of comments, too. I wanted to make sure I catch up on who, you know, our, the peeps that are watching on streams, what they're commenting on, uh, especially, it looks like Ian Barry has a lot to say in our conversation here, so let me go back here, make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, you think Skyward Sword will be playable in VR like Breath of the Wild is? I think they, I don't no. think they're doing anything in the VR stuff there. Uh, Ian Barry also says Super Ends will play its own games and back compat with Switch games, me thinks. <laughs> I like the me thinks part. Uh, Ian also says exactly Switch Pro Super will be next Christmas at the earliest same with Mario Kart 8 selling so well still Mario Kart 9 will hopefully launch with new Switch 
and then also says only way it could make old games look better is with an upscaler and then do you even need a new chip so that I think comes with Jesse I think you were talking about a dock that would upscale yeah I think that the there needs to be technology in the dock to, to handle the upscaling. So right now the current dock is pretty much dumb. It, it's just a pass pass through signal, yep. uh, USB C to HDMI. So like it would a new dock would need to have a gra graphics chip within itself to work alongside the switch graphics chip to do the upscaling. Yeah, similar to a docking station for a laptop with the extra GPU. Ian also asked the question, I guess, uh, NVIDIA are busy making chips for cars these days, so you think it'll be a while before they can churn out the numbers Nintendo will want. NVIDIA is a big company, so I think they could handle any request from a, um, a client, if you will, that needs chips. And plus, they probably, like Nintendo always does, they use older chips anyways, so it could be stuff they already have built. I mean, I guess the, the question is, on the chip shortage, is it a, you know, what's the reasoning for the shortage? Is it a shortage because the factories weren't working for, you know, a good part of COVID? Or is it because there's actually a material shortage that they, you know, can't yeah. source the materials needed to manufacture the chips? Probably both. Yeah, it's combinations. Yeah. And yeah, it could most be. Of the, most of the raw materials come out of China, so. Yeah. And then last but not least, he also says he uh, new NVIDIA chip should be a streaming beast. Gotta think that's why they started this partnership, I'd say. Long term, they all want us to subscribe and stream to a service. <laughs> so, there's a lot lots in the conversation. Ian, you need to be part of our conversation by joining us at the dinner table. And you can do that by being a Patreon <laughs> or a Twitch subscriber. Come so. to the table. <laughs> Come to the table, and you can voice your uh, comments there. So, with that, any other thoughts on Zelda? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. What a, yeah. before we get off the? Oh, Jesse, you got something else? Well, say before we leave the show, I wanted to bring up something. Probably something we don't want to record. So end your recording, and then we can talk, bring it up. All right. So before I end my recording, though, I do want to ask, is there anything else you were excited about in regards to the Nintendo part? And, of course, there's always cocktail hour afterwards. We can talk about overall E3, your excitement. But before we end the recording part, what else did you have for Nintendo's E3 that you want to talk about? Um... I was glad to finally see. We're super psyched game. about Cruise and Blast. Oh, sorry, exactly. Saul, you go. No, no, no. You hit, you hit it right on. Were you saying head, the same thing? Yeah, right on the head, mate. I was like, Dude. I've said it so many times. Like Nintendo's on that arcade game. Why is it not on my Switch? <laughs> yes. I love the Cruising series. I have such great memories of uh, sleep. doing sleepovers with my buddy, and must have been grade school playing Cruising USA. Nice. And uh, the, the damn uh, Redwoods level. <laughs> Always smacking into the trees. Yes. But uh yeah, cruising blast just looks like a blast. So yes. I'm excited for it. Now then, did you guys uh, remember do okay. you guys remember cruising as being under that umbrella? Because I completely forgot about cruising games from Nintendo as a racing game because the only one I could think of at the time when trying to make predictions was Excite Truck. 
I completely forgot about cruising games. Oh no, cruising's always been a, uh, a Nintendo. Product. Yeah, I know, but I forgot. It was like I completely forgot that being available I, as a prediction. <laughs> yeah, I still have all my N64 cartridges. I've got Exotica and USA and World. Nice. I, I didn't forget about this. Uh, going to the arcade and taking my son and stuff like that around these like the Dave and Busters and places like that that we have around here. Yep. And uh, yeah, he always wants to play that one and you know, and yeah. so choosing your paint your, you know, or get the extra nitros and stuff. And I love those yeah, games so there at the arcade. On my mind, I'm like constantly like looking online and yeah. controlling it. And when's it coming to Switch? When's it coming to Switch? So yeah, that's that's what Mario Kart yeah. Nine will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, port <laughs> port of Mario Kart GP. There you go. <laughs> I'm fine with that. In VR? Yeah. Yes, in VR. For me, cruising was up. the best thing to do at the theater before before the movie. Best thing to do at the theater was to, you know, pump a few a few, you know, quarters into cruising USA and nice. you know just on a few tracks before uh before going in. Or coming out depending on where you came out at. <laughs> Better Area 51. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right next to there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And what else do you guys yeah, got? I'm excited for that one. WarioWare. I was just going to say that the uh, WarioWare looks awesome. Yeah. Knowing that we're going to get some Wear. updates to Mario Golf 2 is sweet. I'm super psyched for that. But WarioWare looks like a ton of fun. Yes. I'm excited for the golf league we have in our Discord too, involving the uh, Mario Golf. So registrations are open. Yes, registrations are open. That's I like what Drew's got going on there. So you just need to say two words. Be a lot of fun. You just need to say two words. Monthly men. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's 150 dollars in prizes too, which is crazy. Um, that he was able to, you know, he's, I don't know what he had to do to get that money, but I'm kind of afraid to ask, but um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just speculating, but he'll probably, my guess is he'll have like prizes for top three or top four and plus then the, the random roll. Yes. Yep. Yep. It'll be fun. Cause I think four of us are in there, right? They're on here right now. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I signed up. Yep. I'm yeah. five then. Yep, I'm signed up too, so. Oh, it's just five. Okay, yeah. So definitely looking forward. What else have you guys got? Anything else? Well, Mario Rabbids. Mario Rabbids wow. 2. Looks, looks good. Yeah. Yes. Barks of Hope. Rabbits in space. Rabbit Spock. I, my daughter loved uh, seeing Rabbit Rosalina with her messed up little like Luma Spark doll thingy. Yes. Her whole attitude of oh, <laughs> and just like go on a new adventure. <sighs> Uh, and sliding out of her chair. Yeah. I, I, I kept laughing at that. It was great. And then that ends up being her weapon. Yeah. Mm. 
that was pretty funny too so I'm excited. I I was excited about Nintendo. I know there were some people like Matt who was not excited because he said he, and there was nothing that appealed to him. Um, and Justin, I'm not sure. We're still waiting to hear from him. He we have, he hasn't spoken since E3 because <laughs> of he passed out due to boredom. Because he was you know <laughs> he got disappointed by not getting his DK game. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I got led by the rumors. Yes. So, uh, but you, I don't know. He's if, still coming. Yeah, I, I mean, I could tell he was totally disappointed. He was trying to be like, oh, "I'm happy for you guys," but uh, or the, or the DK game could be the uh, Star Fox of this E3, <laughs> right? Maybe Donkey Kong will be an additional character to the game as a substitute for I.I. <laughs> Maybe well, Sonic and Tails are so I could see it. There was one game I think he was excited about that it sounds like he's actually got the opportunity to try out, which is Strange Brigade. Uh, that was shown at E3, and I actually was interested in that as well as Marty. Jesse, I don't know if you were interested in that one, Star Brigade. Well, I don't think I was. Okay. But he's he's got his hands on it, and he's trying it out. So he, there was something he was excited about, but hopefully we'll get to hear from him as well. Um, but like I said, there's people who are disappointed there were people who were just like, okay, maybe a C or a B out of it. I thought it was an A. I thought they were on par with Microsoft um, for having a good showing for the people who have their systems. So I thought that I gave them both A's. If you had to give Nintendo a grade, what grade would you give them? A plus for me. Okay. Fair. Solid B. as well yeah, okay. give it a. A, a, a B plus A minus in that area for me I think Great. It, it, they, I think you know I've I think I said this last night they had better shows but in comparison to the rest of E3 they had the they were the show yes the bar was low <laughs> so um but I do think that um in yeah so they, I think they both got A's for their, uh, um, for what they were showing for their audiences. Uh, obviously, numbers, viewers, Nintendo won, as we talked about yesterday in the show. Um, I think I got it up right here. So yeah, let me see. Did you have that at the beginning or end of that? Was at the end, right? Uh, it was near the end of the notes. Yeah, that was like three point one million. I'm wondering if that part of that has to do with you know Nintendo before the show Tuesday morning. At least the the Japanese Twitter account asked people to not restream their content. I think they wanted to drive people to numbers watch to watch it. Yeah, stream. three point one million people watched Nintendo's uh, presentation. Where the next closest was Xbox for 2.3 million. Yeah, yeah. Our, our stance on that was since they, if they if they would have said it in, in English, we probably would have abided by it. But since it was Jap- they only said it in Japanese, so they didn't give any message to the North American people. So we we went with it, even though there were people who, including Twitch Gaming, who did stop their rebroadcast. Yep. Uh, thanks for the chat. We got Chris HL ninety four. Of course, he said he got he gives it a B plus as well, and it's just a pretty good grade for him considering he did say that uh, he didn't he didn't get much from uh, Nintendo's 
presentation no either. Game. Yeah, there was no there was no NHL '94 remodel. Yeah, so. Otherwise, it would have been an A plus. <laughs> plus. Yes, exactly. Pluses to that A. <laughs> Correct. So with that, um, any final thoughts on E3 before we sign out from the recording side, the streaming side, and then we continue on with dessert or cocktails? Go buy right. Advance Wars. <laughs> Go buy Advance Wars and Metroid Dread, yes. Yeah. Right out there for Dan. Support, support your games. All right, everybody, let's sign off with a toast like I usually do. Have your drinks ready. I actually have my strawberry daiquiri here. <laughs> I've been drinking I here. Di- I have my dihydrogen di- monoxide. Yes. <laughs> He's drinking the hard stuff. All right. Anyways, as I always have here, I have my toast. Is that a... Alcohol. Yeah, rubbing <laughs> alcohol. Wow, that's, that's hard right there. That's hard right yeah. there. John, that's the hard stuff. Please, yeah. John, geez, what kind of what kind of day did you have? Geez, all right. Uh, this is. Uh... <laughs> so, with my toast, may your gaming time be plentiful and fun. Your backlog short, and you and your families blessed. Good night, everybody. Good night, people watching the streams. Good night, peeps. Night. Night. Oh, good retro logic, Dan. You you got in too late. Now you got to come join us for cocktail hour. <laughs> good night, everybody. Oh man, I gave it a B plus. He's uh, he's ragging down there. <laughs>